TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright Here on Overnight America Overnight America Not a bad way to start the last hour, at least the live portion of Overnight America. Good old Doug and Donna performing that one. So good, so good. Welcome back to Overnight America, and I'm always happy to see the text messages and the phone calls coming in last hour. I decided to air Donald Trump's farewell message to America on his last night in the White House tomorrow. Joe Biden will become president of the United States as part of that inauguration. And text messages coming in. um, One person said, thank you so much for airing his speech, which is great. Uh, one person said, Trump, stay healthy and please come back in three years. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. What I would rather see is Donald Trump go out there and say, here's a person that stands up for the things I tried to accomplish and did accomplish. We need to get back on the right course. I'd rather see him endorse someone than split the party because ultimately I think that they need to win the White House again and they got to figure out very quickly that uh, this will not accomplish it. I mean, Think about when Ross Perot ran, and there are some reports that even Donald Trump was thinking about starting a, his own party. So if Donald Trump comes in and takes 20% of the vote, it's a guarantee Biden, Kamala Harris, or in case Kamala Harris presidency, whatever they decide to do, or if he's still in, we just don't know how this will play out. So if that's the case, uh, we don't want that. I would rather see him try to bring the party back into a point where they could find a candidate that will go out there and won't be wishy-washy on things like trade imbalances and China and human right violations with the United Nations and trying to have America's taxpayers send money everywhere they can overseas. And, you know, here we are with this giant debt that we can't figure out or do it on our own. I'd rather see us address those things first. So when people say Trump in three years, it gets me a little bit, uh, it gets me a little weary. I don't want to see that. So let's take some more of your calls. With his farewell message today, what is your message to him on his last night in the White House? And let's go to Troy, who's been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mr. President Trump, sir. 
Thank you for your service. We respect you and we love you. We're going to miss you. And as far as your farewell speech goes, that was very dignified, which surprised a lot of us. And your actions are profound and noble, but your reactions were horrifying and scary. Good choice on acting, not reacting. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Thank you. So this is good. I find that with the reactions and whatnot, and people always wonder, uh, and I wonder this too, how many of these reports that come out in the media and the headlines, oh, Donald Trump's furious about X, Y, Z, over and over and over again. But a lot of times you find that it's just someone disgruntled on the inside or someone that may be trying to push through something that's not true in their unreliable source. But because it's Donald Trump's name to it, the networks run with it anyway. I mean, even on a grand scale, we know that the media was used in order to try to perpetrate this whole impeachment to begin with and the furthering of this investigation uh, originally with Russia and all of these things that went down. They took advantage of the media's willingness to run with unverified sources and treat it as if it is true without verifying anything themselves. And then when the documents are released, they find out that all of these things were on the basis of lies in order to push it out. So that's a scary thing. And when I see the headlines over, always furious about this, I do not take any of it seriously. I look at it and say, there's just another one to add to the pile that is unverified. And, and who knows if it's true or not? Probably not. And you've been burned so many different times. Why do you still run these sort of headlines? I saw a message come through from Aaron on Facebook. He said, um, I would say that... Um, this is what he said he would say. Uh, my stock portfolio value thanks him. Um, if Biden wants to walk the walk on his first day, he should pardon Trump and the all members of his family. We brought this up as a topic the other day, and that could be a pretty strong message. If you really want to move away from this and you don't want to spend all your time trying to consume yourself with the things of Donald Trump, then do that. And if you're Joe Biden, if you can think, hey, I can wash my hands of this, and maybe this would try to push some unity in the country, then why not give it a shot? I got more important things to deal with right now than this fruitless effort that will go nowhere when it comes to impeachment. Just do it. I mean, it would probably anger a lot of people in his own party, but uh, who knows where that would lead. Let's go to Bill, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, I'd just like to say that I found his uh, farewell speech very moving. But I would like to tell Donald Trump that I think he's a great American. I think he's our greatest president since Ronald Reagan. And I apologize for the terrible way he's been treated by our corrupt Congress for four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. You don't have to apologize for anyone. I mean, part of being a politician is, you know, you get into that game. And I think that we can look at just how unfairly things were thrown at him over and over again. But uh, at the same time, he is someone that is going to push back and fight back, which meant that, hey, the reaction there was not one of that of someone that's just going to lay down and take it, which meant that they had to push even harder in order to try to knock him off his game. And did it work? I don't know. So I think that there are different ways that we're going to look at Donald Trump in the future. 
I think that if I were to go down the list of things that I thought were positive parts of his administration, there's a whole bunch of things that are very impressive that he was able to accomplish that he should be very proud of. Let's go to Brother Modest Virtue. How about that? Getting another call. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you, sir. I would just like to say as quickly as I can, uh, I'm impressed with all the accomplishments that he that he made, but I was deeply hurt by one statement that he that he he made early on in his four years when he said that a black man could be walking down the street and you can shoot him and nothing will be done about it because that unleashed that unleashed terror and. That one deal they used to tell us on the job, one screw up would just neutralize a ton of attaboys. So for that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hurt. So I'm kind of glad the era is over. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the accomplishments, but I'm saddened by the things that was done to divide the people. Mm. I don't know if that was the exact quote. I'll have to look that up because I don't think that that's a pretty famous quote he came up with when he was running for office. And I think he said it in jest. He said, if I remember correctly, it was, I can go out on the street and shoot someone and I wouldn't be charged for it or something. I don't think race was a factor in that comment, nor was it uh, any commentary. Uh, it was just saying that he is able to get away with things. I think that was the context of that. Are you thinking of a different quote or is that what you're talking about? Maybe that's probably it. It's just that all the all the stuff that occurred afterward, you know, and it's referred to that. It, it just it's just a it's just a sore spot with me and many others, you know. Yeah. All right. Let me try to find that quote real quick. Um, okay. This is what he said. He said, "I could shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters." This is what he said in 2016, and I think he said that in jest. He didn't say that as like, uh, you know. I could literally do something like this, but back in 2016 when he was running and I don't even know if he was the can, I guess he would have been the candidate by then, but yeah, he said, I wouldn't even lose any voters. So again, the, uh, the racial component of that, if, unless there's a different quote, which I don't think there is, I've, I've never heard that the racial component was not that, uh, not what was said, but I think a lot of times anything he says or does somehow gets, interwoven into race somehow like it, they always try to force race into everything into the discussion and then it gets mixed in with things and then the truth of the matter whatever was said ultimately is taken out of context and he's credited with something he didn't say and he's credited with the sediment he didn't actually believe or mean and it, it makes things worse and if anything i think we find that there's not a lot of people that actually take the time to go back and see what the context of the quotes are and he's i mean Go back and look at the Charleston issue that they had, the, the the quote, oh, there's good people on both sides. How about you look at the entire quote as opposed to just quoting that one thing? And I'm, I'm not talking to Brother Modest Virtue here. I'm saying in general, why don't we go and look at the full quote before you realize that what that thing is is coming out and what is being said and propagated over and over and over again is actually not what he said, nor the meaning. But if you pin it to him because you think it's going to hurt him, then that is a problem. And so many of those instances happen over and over and over again. But either way, uh, thank you for your call. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. St. Louis's traffic station, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, I'm looking at the quote, and that 
definitely was taken out of context, but uh, it, it, it was widely cited and it's pretty easy to find online if you wanted to, just like many of the other quotes that he said that were taken out of context, which is important to point out that that happened quite frequently. And a lot of the rally cries used against him were using this purposely out of context in order to try to uh, uh, pin a message on them that, you know, in a lot of cases wasn't his message. But it was very effective propaganda, I should say, from the Democratic Party. They used that very effectively. 314-436-7900. And Larry's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. President Trump, you would have made the founders proud of the four years of your presidency. Thank you. Hmm. You know, this uh, call you gave me yesterday that you said was taken down from Facebook, this is the motivation for me to do this topic today. I thought, well, that's a good idea. We could give a final message to uh, Donald Trump. So thank you, Larry, for calling in. Kind of, uh, You know, what I wanted to do was also replay from Kevin Kleen his whole other story on Inauguration Day. I believe this is going to uh, technically talk about what would be coming up to inauguration. Now, we might be playing it a couple hours early because it technically isn't midnight yet, but still, I think that it gives an idea what a lot of Americans are going through on this day. There are a lot of different opinions out there on this inauguration day. Couldn't come sooner enough. Couldn't come fast enough. Uh, uh, the like Trump, has he's a terrible person for this country, and I'm not a fan of Biden, but thank God Trump's out of here. Do you have any doubts about the election, whether it was fair? Uh, not at all. Again, I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden, but that's all malarkey. I think a lot of people think there's a lot of election fraud, but I don't know. Do you think Joe Biden really won? No. What's the best evidence that he didn't, in your opinion? Oh, just the, the Texas thing where that lady got arrested and stuff for electoral fraud? I'm sorry. There's so many of them. I don't remember which one that was. I don't know either. I just see it on my phone, you know. So you think there's something there that wasn't quite right? Yeah, I think they're trying to hide something. I'm hopeful about the future. I'm hopeful we have people that care about us and care about the future and want us to thrive as a country. And there, this was a year where there were a lot of claims made that the election had something wrong with it. What do you do with those claims at this point? Uh, they're illegitimate claims. How were you able to arrive at that conclusion? I did research on my own, and I'm a graduate student, and I was able to use my reasoning skills to um, weed out the fake news. What was an example of something that you researched and found to be a false claim? Oh, man, I have to ask my husband. <laughs> he does most of my research for me. <laughs> uh, my first election was uh, Obama. And then now I voted for Trump anyway, you know. You voted for Trump? Yeah, I voted for Trump in this election. What do you think about his claims that there was a lot of shenanigans? You know, but what can we believe, you know? You're ready to move on. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm ready to move on, you know. And that's why, you know, I backed down. <laughs> Even when I voted for him and then Americans have made their choice, then I don't have no options to, you know, try the next choice. Yeah. Still have to go to work in the morning. I will. <laughs> I will. I still have to go to work in the morning. Another inauguration day has arrived, and we wish the new president and the nation well. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. Oh, so good. Kevin Killeen's inauguration day, whole other story. He does such a great job putting those together talking to people on the street. I wonder what that looked like this time around. Probably a lot different than what he's used to. 
getting uh, next to someone, talking to them and figuring out exactly what's going on. I keep an eye out right now for some of the different pardons that could be coming through. Last check, Steve Bannon, there's a potential that he would be getting a pardon. And it looks like there may be indication that's true, even though him and the Trump presidency didn't really get along all that much towards the end. I'm still trying to figure out if Joe Exotic is going to get a pardon. And let me do another search online because people were talking about it earlier in Dallas. One of the news uh, TV stations, I don't know which one started to show photos and live video as they put the traffic copter up in the air at the parking lot near the prison of a stretch limousine. It looks like a stretch Dodge Ram or something. And they got one of the wing doors on it. It's so ridiculous. There's a wing door on the stretch limousine. And they're sitting there, and there's a sign that's kind of plastered up against the chain link fence called Pardon Joe Exotic. And as it turns out, Fort Worth Lawyer's Office is there with this stretch limousine standing by because they believe that Donald Trump will pardon Joe Exotic, and they're just waiting on the call from the White House. What a wild, crazy night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the reporter that has been following this said that some of his crews there, they're doing interviews. They went out for dinner. They were coming back. They don't exactly know what's going to be happening, but they're all waiting for it and expecting something like that. Uh, let me do this real quick. I saw there were a few thoughts out there. Here is Mitch McConnell. He gave some speech on the floor, and I think his comments about inciting things or whatever, I, I guess I could play that, but I felt like I didn't need to. I don't want to. Here's his message and advice for Joe Biden. November's elections did not hand any side a mandate for sweeping ideological change. Americans elected a closely divided Senate, a closely divided House, and a presidential candidate who said he'd represent everyone. And I don't know if this is him as his final part of leader of the Senate realizing that he's about to lose power as, hey, let's put the tail between the legs and see if I can try to save some face here in order to get some favors down the line. I don't know if Mitch McConnell was having one of those moments, but I know there's a lot of people in his own party not happy with the approach that's going down. Uh, Lindsey Graham, here's a message to Joe Biden when it comes to the impeachment in the could be the Senate trial in of of, uh, Donald Trump. You talk about unifying the country. If you do not stand up against the the impeachment of President Trump after he leaves office, you're an incredibly weak figure in American history. President Trump is trying to heal the nation. Wow. See, even more, a little bit stronger in that. And I know Lindsey Graham has had his uh, problems with the Trump presidency sometimes, but he has been somewhat of an ally to him in uh, key times like this. Even Roy Blunt was on CBS talking about the peaceful transition of power that we'll be seeing. And I think we're going to project to the world exactly uh, the message we'd want to at this very spot where so many bad things happened two weeks ago. I think the world's going to see the Constitution and the democracy of our country work. I think so. I hope so. I hope so. When we watch this on television tomorrow, I don't know how much of it I'll catch. I feel like I'll watch most of it, but I know that... I I just hope that tomorrow it's not going to be the same old kidney shots that you would expect from these networks to Donald Trump. It could be some of that. It could not. I know that'll change the channel real quick. If I'm watching one of the networks and I'm kind of going through and I'm trying to find these things, I wonder if that if if they try to go down that lane, if they try to go down that route, how fast am I going to have to change it to something else? And I've been pretty disappointed in the past watching coverage that just got so biased and just so out of hand so quickly. 
I'm hoping it doesn't turn into that. See, now here I am on Twitter watching Joe Exotic and seeing if for some reason he gets pardoned. And people are watching this online. I thought, wouldn't it have been great if they got a stretch Bronco? So many people would watch that. You know that the traffic copters would be out there following the stretch limousine. And people are like crazy right now, just waiting to find out if Joe Exotic is going to get pardoned. I guess by this time tomorrow, we'll know. Who knows how many different pardons the president will be signing. I think they said somewhere about 100 to 150. There's quite a few that he's going through right now. Um, and by the way, this is on top of what everyone else is trying to do. So on the way out, Donald Trump is signing these pardons on the way in. You have everyone trying to get their mouth into Joe Biden's ear. I guess their voice into Joe Biden's ear because they all want things. They all want something. And I keep thinking, man, I don't know if there's going to be a, an ability for him to be a firewall to stop some of these things that are unnecessary. I feel like once the floodgates are open, it's going to be nonstop. Everything coming from the left is just going to get pushed through. And that scares me a little bit. Hopefully that there is some ability for the Republicans to to get in there and at least make a case for things that they find troubling. But I just don't know how that's going to go. Next couple of years could be pretty rough. We just don't know. There could be endless spending. And I brought this up before, too. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, Donald Trump was trying to was trying to turn things around by making prosperity in order to try to build people up. And then we can work on the debt that way. Unfortunately, it went the other way. We spent a lot of money on the military. And then when COVID hit, we spent a ton of, I mean, trillions and trillions of dollars on something we were not expecting. And all of those plans went away. I feel like in the next couple of years, we're going to continue to spend money. And then we're going to find, a way, instead of making prosperity, it's going to turn into taking prosperity in order to try to tackle these things. They'll make it sound like it's your patriotic duty to take your prosperity away. And that's scary to me. I, I don't know if that's where we're going to go into. Could be a lot of different things. All right. So coming up next, Tom Sullivan was watching and eagerly awaiting a big brawl today at the county council meeting. Didn't happen. So he's going to join us next to talk about what did happen and what can we expect with that big battle that's going on to the county county uh, county council chair. This is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. He's a local watchdog in the county, pays close attention, and has for many years. Tom Sullivan joining us tonight. How are you, Tom? Doing fine, Ryan. Nice to be with you. 
county council meeting tonight, there was a heated one that ended the last meeting where there really couldn't come to a conclusion if the new vote on a new chair would be legal or not, which also raised the questions of lawsuits, which set up a meeting today. And I'm curious, really, what happened at the meeting today? Tonight's meeting was pretty anticlimactic. Everybody thought we were going to have a, another virtual boxing match, but everything went smoothly. They started out with uh, Rita Days, who is the uh, who was elected chair at a previous meeting by the by the group who was opposing Lisa Clancy. She she started out running it and ran it the whole meeting. And uh, Lisa Clancy, of course, noted her objection to it, but uh, things went pretty smoothly. They went through went through the whole agenda. It was 20 pages, and uh, it just ended at, at uh, 8:15. Wow. So we're getting uh, fresh news here. I was really curious how this would go and if it would be a big discussion. So I think next is, are they going to contest this? Is Lisa Clancy and uh, Sam Page and them going to try to take this to court in order to try to reverse the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the vote? It, uh, the, the county, the county counselor actually filed the uh, filed a lawsuit on uh, Saturday. And uh, my understanding was it has been uh, handed over to a to a uh, court, and uh, one of the judges has told the parties that they needed to get the actually the ones who are filing a lawsuit against, which is actually the county filing against county council members. They have to get their response in by Friday. The actually lawsuits filed against council members Tim Fitch, Mark Carter, Rita Days, and Shalanda Webb. She is the new council member, so she's she joins the council on January. 12th on a Tuesday, and by the end of the week, she's already being sued by her own government. <laughs> Isn't that something? You don't get paid enough at county council to get sued and be able to underwrite that. Uh, what do? By the way, uh, what do you get paid to be on county council? What's the uh, the? Oh, it's not much, that? like twenty four thousand, I think. Okay, so how much of that is going to go to legal fees on her behalf now? <laughs> I, I well, it's curious as to who. I mean, the, the thing of it is that the county councilor is supposed to represent everybody. So, but of course. She's appointed by the county executive, and Sam Page, of course, is is backing the Lisa Clancy faction on the council. So I have never seen anything quite like this, where the county councilor takes the matter to court, claiming she's for the the favored uh, council members, and then suing the other half of the council. So this is this is uh, something pretty unique. How in the world can they get any business done with this much dis uh, dysfunction? But then again, they did get together and they were able to get through one meeting. Do you think they'll all be this civil or do you feel like there's going to be those moments where it's just impossible? Well, I think that they realized that there was such an enormous amount of criticism over the last couple of meetings. I mean, it was just like watching uh, kids fighting on a playground. And I think as a result of all the criticism, they decided that, you know, we better we better do something. And uh, apparently they decided to let uh, Rita Days chair the meeting. And uh, like I said, she got through it, uh, got through it pretty well. The lawsuit will still go on. Uh, how that's going to uh, pan out, we'll have to wait and see whether they're going to make a quick decision or it's going to go on for weeks. But it looks like for now, Rita Days is going to be the chair. Yeah, I wondered if going into the meeting they would try to both stand up and assume the role of chair at the same time, and then that would have opened the contention. But it sounds like they are at least abiding by that uh, vote until it sees its day in court, so that's probably a good way to avoid a lot of the dysfunction. Oh, for sure. And uh, like I say, they got so much criticism, and uh, 
you know, after all, they did delay some of the some of the console business. There's nothing really pressing that's going on, but uh, you do have to you do have to get through it. Every meeting they have a fair amount of uh, items, and if you let them keep backing up, then you're going to get really behind. What were the big items tonight that they discussed? Well, one item that was up in the, actually the uh, the business journal did a story. There was forty five million dollar uh, some kind of a subsidy for Boeing. They're they're expanding their uh, expanding a plant in North County, and the county is going to do what's called a uh, Chapter 100. It's kind of a subsidy. They uh, they delayed that, but again, these things just go go on. But other than that, you have you have uh, road projects that are being being approved. You have a lot of smaller stuff like liquor license. You know, a, a restaurant or a bar changes hands, and you have to approve the new uh, the new owner. Uh, there's always a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of items having to do with that. Sometimes you have to approve they they want to get rid of old records. So there's always a lot of things on the console agenda that are not exactly uh, uh, big big items, but they have to they have to go. Council has to take care of them. Did they get to public comment in this meeting? They did get to public comments. They had a lot of technical problems on it. There's like 16 or 17 speakers. A lot of them criticized uh, Sam Page and Lisa Clancy for the lawsuit, and uh, there was praise for the new council chair, Rita Days, and the vice chair, Mark Carter. Uh, a lot of people said that the, the change was needed, that they needed to have uh, they needed to have more collaboration. But there was a lot of technical problems, and I think they're they may be going back to the uh, to the uh, old system where you could email in your uh, your comments and, and and they would read them, but. At some point, sometimes it was only like one out of every three words being spoken uh, came across, and then people were having. They have it now where you you can rather than sending in your your uh, comments, you connect you connect through your uh, your computer, and but people were having a hard time uh, doing that. So I think they're going to change that. Technical issues, sure. That's something. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to change it, and probably it, for the easiest way to do things. Have they always done it that way, or maybe on the early onset were they taking statements and reading them afterwards? Because I feel like when Sam Page was doing that whole filibuster thing with the comments, they weren't doing all video messages, were they? Uh, they were not, and I think they move into video message due to they move to the video messages, or you can just uh, you can just go through the audio. But the reason for that was uh, to cut down on uh, cut down on all the critical emails and. They also changed it where you have to you can only you can only connect a half an hour before the meeting. You have to uh, let them know that you that you want to speak, and uh, so that cut down that cut way down on uh, on the number of uh, number of speakers. In a way, some sometimes it was being abused. You know, you'd have twenty twenty five speakers with virtually identical uh, statements, but at any rate, it allowed for people to uh, allowed for people to uh, have their comments included as part of the meeting. Yeah, well, it was fine when they were using it as a tool to filibuster because uh, we discussed that last year, but now it looks like they're like, okay, we can't allow that after they've already abused it because they realized that they were taking a tool away from something that other people could use. Um, and that's, I guess, a cheesy way or a sleazy way to do it, but still, I think that in the county council, everything that we're watching right now, there's so much public criticism for it. I'm glad they woke up and realized that meeting uh, some of the, the uh, pressing agenda items that they haven't actually got to yet. What are the things you think they really need to get to in the near future? Well, the one we've discussed several times before, which is the county auditor, I, it's just astounding that that issue continues on. 
as we, yeah, I think he, next month, I think he will be there four years. So that's four years for paying an auditor and and someone of the staff <laughs> for doing almost almost absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, you've got plenty of issues uh, in North County. Uh, the old Jamestown Mall is 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 a real sore subject because it's been. The mall has been closed now for several years, and it just deteriorates. Uh, they had a big meeting on it. I remember summer of 2019, people were saying there's rats and snakes and all sorts of things that are that are uh, hanging around the, the old mall. And it's creating all sorts of problems. I think they had a fire in there. So that's a big issue uh, in North County. I think the new councilwoman will be, will be discussing that. You saw on the front page of today's paper uh, trash all over some of the uh, – some of the land that the county owns in uh, in Wellston, that's something that can that can be easily fixed, and uh, certainly doesn't look good to have uh, have lots in uh, Wellston with piled up with trash. Uh, Kinlocks has 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 had the same problem. Uh, they have heavy duty trash down there. I mean, this is not the kind of thing where you can go in with a with a broom and and uh, some sweepers. You need uh, uh, dump trucks to get some of the stuff over there. Wow. So not only that. What about some of this money that they were using to fight the coronavirus? Are, do they have any of that left? And they are still are they still talking about ways to spend that? Yeah, well, that came up too tonight. Uh, Tim Fitz keeps saying, you know, what's what's our uh, what's our plan? And uh, he says, well, what if we get hundred thousand doses? Where's it going to go? And they don't really have anything. Uh, the writ of days asked the county executive, you know, what's what's going on with some of that and. He didn't wouldn't respond. Other than saying we're going to come out with that in the in the in the future, so uh, that continues to be a an issue, you know, because you had you had uh, it was an issue with the testing. They were slow getting some of the testing out, and so I don't I think some of the council members don't want to see the same thing repeated with the with the vaccination. So that is an ongoing uh, ongoing issue too with the council, and also oh. there was some criticism about the restrictions. So. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, COVID in St. Louis County and this area for some time. Yeah, when you circumvent the county council and say, we're going to look at other ways to oversight this funding, and then you can't answer simple things that we've been talking about for months when it comes to the distribution of the vaccine, maybe that is a strong indicator they should have included the county council as part of this, because obviously he's not doing it on his own. They needed to include everyone else in order to get the entire county involved. That's just another thing. I, you know, I, I get frustrated when I see politics act the way they, they act sometimes in a time like this when all of these resources from the federal government were given to this area in order to fight it and you look and say why in the world are they spending it on stuff like this why are they spending it on flat screen tvs for the prosecutor's office why are they building permanent buildings when in the city they can bring up pop-up buildings and things and save you know uh, 10 times the cost 100 times the cost it's just so frustrating so there's all these things that are on the burner i guess um the if we're going to be optimistic about it, at least they're getting some business done. <laughs> yeah, they are. Another issue with the COVID is the contact tracing. You know, when you look at some of the cities around the country, you know, they go out and they do the contact tracing, and one thing it does, it tells you where, pretty much gives you an idea of, of where they where they uh, caught the uh, virus at, and, it, and that's one of the things that has irritated some of the restaurant owners. The one in New York, it's found that only uh, something like 1.4 of the people infected got it, figured that they got it at a restaurant. So that's actually much less than uh, some other places. So, you know, I don't know how much money was spent on contact tracing, but, I mean, they hired all these people. 
and uh, they were supposed to be doing the work. And then Sam Page says, "Well, we're we're so overwhelmed, but we're not really going. We might as well stop doing it." So that's there's certainly a lot of questions uh, surrounding that. I wonder too: Are they still booking out that hotel that's not being used? Is that still a thing? Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh, I think they signed <laughs> some kind of a lease on it, but I don't know if uh, if they uh, if they're still there or not. Uh, I think they I think the idea was that they were going to put uh, first responders there that uh, you know that possibly needed to quarantine. But I think that kind of went by the wayside, and I think they had some homeless people in there. So I don't know what, yeah. what the, I don't know what the story on that is. And I got to give credit to the city of St. Louis. I think they've handled their funding a lot better when it comes to the fiscal responsibility and trying to fight COVID. So you saw all of the different steps they took in the county. You know, let's build these permanent facilities. Let's rent out an entire block of a hotel that's not being used in the city. They decided to give vouchers instead of renting it out so they can use it as is. They brought in temporary structures. They saved a lot of money that way. And they even used some of the COVID funding to say, let's uh, build these small, tiny homes for the homeless so we can get them off the street in case they're spreading it. So they actually found a way for it to be productive long-term. And here we are renting hotels for for the homeless because they're not being used anywhere else in the county. I, I It just makes me upset, the, the dysfunction. And I don't know if I'm out of line for pointing those things out. There's just a lot of things that need to be pointed out. Well, then they got it. They had uh, just come out oh, maybe a month or so ago. There's a $2 million uh, contract for consulting out of some some firm in in uh, New York. I forget exactly what all that was about, but you get the feeling that they're they are using this to sort of you know put other things under the umbrella of COVID when in fact they don't really belong there. And and you got you know they have uh, they have a law firm that's on kind of an open ended contract. Uh, not quite sure I know what that's all about, but that's just it. There's so many things that are questionable. And nobody is really answering them, and you don't have the. This would be the ideal thing for the county auditor to be involved in, and he is uh, nowhere to be seen on this. So, I don't know. Down the road, they could get into trouble. I think the the feds audit these things, and uh, no telling no telling what they're going to find in St. Louis County. Yeah, I think we got their number <laughs> based on Steve Stanger. We might just have to give them a call again and ask them, hey, we got all these contracts that are questionable. We don't quite know why we're paying all this money out. And then again, we don't really have an auditor who's an auditor. So maybe we could use your help. This would be great. You would think an area that was burned in the past by a politician by the name of Steve Stanger, who's now sitting in federal prison because of this, we would be a little bit more careful and mindful of the contracts and the money going out. But here we are still worried about the same thing. So, Tom Sullivan, I'm glad that you came on. You watched the county council meeting tonight, gave us an update. Thanks for uh, coming on and keeping us updated. Thanks, Ryan. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. We'll be right back. One more quick segment after the break on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. So I saw this online, and I, I really am so upset if this turns out to be true. I saw that Kwame Kilpatrick, the former mayor of Detroit from the 2000s, is going to get a pardon from Donald Trump tonight. This is, I really don't know how to explain it to you, but Kwame Kilpatrick did so many terrible things and was involved in so many terrible things. 
The only way I can explain it is that he makes Steve Stanger look like the Pope. That's yeah, that's the only comparison I can make in this. I if you get a chance, I want you to look up the crimes of Kwame Kilpatrick in the dozens of felonies he was convicted of and the reason why he's in prison right now. It's unbelievable that they would consider him for a pardon. I just do not understand that. There's a way I look at uh, Joe Exotic and I think, okay, that's kind of a funny one, right? Like, uh, you know, if Joe Exotic finds a way to get a pardon in the end, I'm not going to be upset about that, nor would I care. I really don't care at all. But I look at the Kwame Kilpatrick and all the damage he did to the city of Detroit. It was when I was living there and when I was growing up in Detroit. He, I mean, we're talking about so much harm. I wouldn't wish that on any city. I wouldn't even wish that on a California city, which is, uh, you know, the the miserable nature of what a Kwame Kilpatrick can do to a city. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And here we are today discussing that he's going to get a pardon. Ugh. Ugh, it makes me just, it, it breaks me to hear something like that. And I know tomorrow in Detroit, that's going to be the only thing people are talking about. Ugh, so terrible. Uh, well, I got a couple of other stories I was going to get to, but at this point, I I have some animal stories. You think that'll help? Columbia's cocaine hippos must be stopped, scientists warn. <laughs> Pablo Escobar's hippos have taken over the marshlands. The cocaine hippos were illegally imported by the drug lord, and they are breeding and causing a menace. You know how dangerous hippos are? They may be the most dangerous animal out there. If you get in the water and there's a hippo, you're done. You're dead. Sorry. I'd, you'd rather take on an alligator than a hippo uh, easily. Scientists have projected that the hippo population could surge to 1,500 by 2024. Wild hippos hanging out in Colombia basically is a drug lord's dream because then they could dispose of anything they want into those marshlands. Oh, here's another animal story. Aggressive squirrels are attacking New York City residents. They say once a squirrel clamps down on you, it's just blood all over the place. Residents are terrified of these aggressive squirrels jumping on them and getting bit. Um, so two great stories of animals to end the hour. I still can't stop thinking about the Kwame Kilpatrick thing. It makes me so upset. Uh, we got a couple of replay hours coming up next. And if you want to join me on Facebook and also be part of the misery that is social media, hey, we can be in good company together. Look up Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook, on Twitter at Ryan Recker. We'll, replay hours are up next. You can actually catch them on the podcast now if you want to. But we'll be back again tomorrow night, Inauguration Day, 8 o'clock for Overnight America. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain. Face again. Change the dial on the radio. Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow. If things were only like they used to be, we'd be lying in love tonight. I wish you'd call me on the telephone. I don't.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.